Welcome to Burn. I'm Reese Black, and it is time to be a candle and burn with the Spirit of God. It's time to fully embrace intimacy and oneness with the Holy Spirit. Hey everyone, today's podcast is actually a YouTube video that I recorded for my brother's channel. So there's a link in the description if you want to see the video. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi everyone, this is Troy's brother, Reese Black, and today I want to share with you a story of something absolutely incredible that God did in my life just this past year. So it all started in the month of January of this year, 2020, when I started to develop really, really bad stomach issues, where I had uh, just regular constipation, acid reflex, loss of appetite, and just general discomfort in the bowel area. <laughs> and I've never had these kind of symptoms before. And it was really strange because I'm kind of a health nut. So I eat really, really healthy all the time. And so when I first started to have these symptoms, I just figured, you know, my body's doing something weird. And I could probably fix it uh, by, by really focusing in on, on what I'm eating and maybe removing some foods. But it didn't matter what I took out of my diet. And it didn't really matter how much I exercise. There wasn't really anything I could do to completely alleviate the symptoms. The only thing that really helped was either drinking my meals instead of eating solid food, and then also just stop eating, which for me was intermediate fasting. And so from the month of January until the month of September of this past year, it would be where it would get really, really bad for about a week or so to where I would stop eating solid food and I would just start drinking my meals and I would start doing intermediate fasting, not eating any food during the morning time or, or past like five o'clock, just eating everything in a small window in the afternoon. And then that would help and it would make my body feel somewhat better to where I would think I could go back to eating, you know, food like normal. But within a week or so, all the symptoms would come back. Didn't matter how careful I was trying to eat. If I was eating solid foods, all the symptoms would end up coming back to where I was going through these cycles from the month of January to the month of September, this constant cycling of starting to do okay, thinking, okay, I can start eating more normal again, starting to eat a little bit more normal, really watching what I'm eating, eating small meals, and still spiraling down to having all these terrible symptoms, all this really, really bad discomfort, and just going back to, okay, well, I guess I just have to eat liquids and you know do this intermediate fasting thing for a while and I would just cycle like that and I cycled that like that for that eight month period which was was really annoying um, really frustrating obviously so like I said my symptoms first started to develop in the month of January about mid-January well something really interesting happened towards the end of the month of January where I had basically a emotional breakdown a big, big crisis that happened for me. It was on a Sunday, and what happened was I was filling in as the drummer for the worship team at my church. Now, I play the bass, and I played the, the bass for a couple of years, so I'm pretty confident on that instrument. Never played the drums before, but the drummer that we had had just moved to go to a ministry school in a different state. So obviously, having never played the drums before, I wasn't very good, but I was trying my best. So I was practicing a little bit during the week before Sundays, and I only ended up playing about four or five Sundays before uh, somebody in our congregation did step up, step up who was much better playing the drums than me, and I, I got to go back to playing the bass. But one Sunday, this thing happened where we were practicing before service. You know, it's just like an hour before service, and we're practicing our songs. And I was playing the drums, and I wasn't doing a very good job, and I felt like I wasn't doing a very good job. And we had changed some songs, and 
um, my worship leader was trying to give me some advice and trying to help me out with, hey, you know, we changed this song, we're going to do it this way, and so could you, you know, try to do the drums a little bit more like this. And But basically what was happening that morning was the more I tried to do better at the drums, I just felt more and more like everything I hit was was wrong and everything I was doing was just messing up the song, was messing up the band, and that it would be better if I wasn't playing because everything I was doing just seemed so, so off for me. So I ended up losing all confidence, all the confidence that I had in my ability to play the drums at all. And so just in the middle of a song, in the middle of practice, I ended up getting so frustrated. I felt so much like a failure, so ashamed of this terrible job I felt like I was doing that I ended up, I just had no more confidence. I couldn't hit the drums anymore. And I just dropped the sticks in frustration, got out of the drum box and just without saying anything to the team in the middle of the song, just walked out, you know, went out to the parking lot to be my myself. And so I spent some time out in the parking lot, spent some time praying, trying to get back into a mindset of, I, I wanted to go back in. I wanted to finish out the set and I wanted to especially be able to play for worship, you know, with the service starting pretty soon. And so I calmed down a little bit, you know, went back in. Everyone was very encouraging. So I get through the rest of practice. Practice ends. My worship leader comes into the box just to check on me, see how I'm doing, you know, wants to encourage me, wants to build me up and wants to make sure I'm okay playing with for service, you know, letting me know, of course, I don't have to play for service. If I don't want to, they can do it without the drummer, but I did want to play. So he, he comes in to check on me. And I really, in that moment, I just completely break down crying. And it was this overwhelming feeling of maybe the most vulnerable <laughs> experiences of my life where I felt so completely naked and it really was a feeling of that I had been found out and I had been found out by myself and also the world that I wasn't great and I wasn't good at anything. And in fact, I had been faking absolutely everything my entire life. And it really was this sense of like I had been trying my hardest, like with my fists grasp, trying to hold my life together, trying to hold uh, just this sense of being good and talented, being smart, being successful in any sense of the word, and just holding everything in my life together and saying, yes, I'm good, I can do this, I can do this. And then in that moment, it was like the veil was lifted and I realized, oh, wow, I, I can't do it. I've been faking it and now everyone knows was was this feeling that I had. And Grant, of course, was really encouraging. You know, he he prayed for me. He gave me some encouraging words. And and it was it was great. I felt very loved in that moment. And I went to, away by myself and and cried more and prayed until service started. And then I got up and played the set and I did an a, as good of a job as I had the skill to do, honestly. And after it was over, I went and sat, you know, to listen to the sermon, and I pretty much just cried uh, the whole time. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, my fiance at the time, who were now married, um, I she drove me to her apartment just so I would have somewhere to go because I didn't, I literally didn't have the strength to drive myself home. I so I laid on her couch by myself just crying and and spending time with the Lord because it was like all the strength that I had 
for to do anything had been taken from me, had completely fallen and collapsed on the ground. But in that moment of what sounds like it would be absolutely terrible and absolutely, you know, one of the worst experiences of your life, it actually was an incredible God moment. It was actually something, something really, really beautiful that God was doing inside of me where I got this picture that God gave me in my head and it basically was a picture of scaffolding, right? You know, that scaffolding that people, uh, it sort of surrounds building projects. And so I saw all this scaffolding that was kind of holding up this building project. I don't know exactly how it works, but that's what I had in my mind, right? And so all this scaffolding was a symbol basically of my strength as a human and my performance and all of these ideas about myself that I was trying to live up to, right? And that scaffolding was all of those things. And I saw God just kind of like come in with his hand and smash the scaffolding down to just the ground where there's nothing, absolutely nothing left. And I really felt like God was telling me that he wants me to start over and have a better foundation to build on. And he was he began to speak to me and he began to show me how so much of that performance kind of scaffolding that I had built, so much of that uh, I'm great, I'm talented, look at me, I can do this, you know, kind of drive that I'd had. So much of that was not healthy, like I thought it was healthy. I thought I just had a, a good sense of um, ambition or a good sense of, of, of work effort or whatever you want to call it. But he began to show me that a lot of my personality was actually built on a sense of shame and a sense of self-condemnation, where deep down, way, way deep down, unconscious thoughts, things I wasn't even aware of, I really thought of myself as a failure, thought of myself as just utterly worthless and despicable. And I didn't want to see that or feel the pain of that. And so therefore I built this personality on top of that to protect myself from seeing that. And this successful outgoing, you know, I'm, I can get it done. I can be talented. That was my way of disproving those, that voice of shame deep down that says you're worthless. So it was like, well, I've got this outgoing personality now that says, I'm great, I'm talented, I do have worth. That Sunday was the beginning of this journey that God took me on over an eight-month period, which was all about embracing my weakness. And this goes back to Jesus saying that you have to be like a child to enter the kingdom of God. Basically, giving up the human strength and the human element of, yes, I can. Anything I put my hands to, I can do it. I'm the one. This proves that I am great and worthy and and even worthy of being loved uh, and giving all of that up and saying, actually, I am weak. I cannot. And the only reason I am here, the only reason I have value, the only reason why my life matters and why I'm important is because of what Jesus has done for me. The fact that he has given me his righteousness and put it on top of me, that his love is inside of me and is validating who I am and is coming out to produce good works on the earth, that I'm becoming more like him, a mature, beloved son of God. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit inside of me. And again, nothing that I can do in my own strength. So as God is taking me on this journey of completely removing self-condemnation and shame, the whole time this was going on, I was still having those really bad symptoms. And after a while, I really began to feel like the Holy Spirit was telling me that I was not going to be physically healed. I wasn't going to physically recover from those symptoms entirely until his work to remove this shame 
and this self-condemnation that he was fully trying to remove out of me was done. And it was, that was a shocking kind of startling realization where I began to feel like I could try to take care of myself the best I could physically, but just knowing deep down that the reason why I am sick, the reason why these symptoms are occurring is because something inside of my soul is literally poisoning my body. And that's the best way that I can explain it. The shame and the self-condemnation that I had that had a stronghold inside of me was causing my body to be sick. And until that was taken care of, I knew there wasn't going to be a complete healing in my body until that deeper emotional issue was taken care of. So that drumming story I told you was just one of the many things that God used to kind of shake me up and and break down that scaffolding, like I said, break down all of this human strength personality stuff that I had built on top of myself. And so as that began to break down more and more over the months, or there was more emotional crises, there was more breakdowns, there was you know people praying for me, giving me words, encouraging me. I'm sure there was books and things that I was reading that was also just everything the Holy Spirit was speaking to me during that time from January to September was, you need to embrace being weak, you need to be okay, not being a big out there success, and you need to stop judging your worth by your performance. And what he really showed me was that I had this performance mindset that was entirely built into that shame because what performance mindset says is that your worth is based on your performance, which means that you are not worthy of anything until you have performed, which of course is based entirely in shame, entirely in I am not good enough in of myself. What God has done for me is not good enough. What he says about me isn't true because God says that he loved us while we were sinners, while we were doing everything wrong. He said, I love you enough to come and die for you. And we still have this thing that says, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy until I do this and this and this and this. And of course, that list just goes on and on forever. So fast forward to September 8th. And on September 8th, even though God had been speaking to me for months and encouraging me and and dealing with these places in my heart just a little bit at a time, even though he'd been working on those things. On September 8th, I had such a low day. I had been feeling really badly the last few days. It had just gotten to the point where it started feelings of, I don't know if this is ever going to go away. You know, I'd been having these symptoms regularly since January. I was almost forgetting what it was like to eat normally without that sense of this food I'm eating is going to immediately make me start feeling bad. But besides the physical stuff, like I said, the physical is connected to the emotional. So I was also having a really, really bad day emotionally and had been for a few days just beginning to feel like a failure and beginning to feel like, you know, all the work that I'm doing um, for my freelance career and everything that I'm working on, it's all of that stuff and businesses I'm trying to start and these different things. It's just starting to feel like I'm a failure. None of this stuff is going to work out. I'm not, I'm not getting anywhere. I should be so much further ahead than I am right now. Just all the negative thoughts that you can think of and coming from, again, just a, a heavy sense of I'm not good enough, a heavy sense of self-condemnation, a heavy sense of shame. And so on September 8th, I just became so weighed down with the physical, with the emotional, that I literally was laying on our couch at this time. My wife and I had just been married for a few months. And so now I'm not laying on my fiance's couch crying anymore. Now I'm just laying on my couch and just utterly defeated and, and feeling very, very empty and feeling very, very hopeless. Like there's not really anywhere to go. 
And so laying on the couch for just a few hours in that kind of state uh, with my wife, you know, she's working still, she's coming in and working in the other room. She's coming in and praying for me, encouraging me, um, from time to time and, and going back and, and checking on me and, and knowing of course what I'm dealing with. Obviously we've been in communication with this for a long time. And, and so towards the end of the day, she's just spending time with me. She's hanging out with me. She's praying for me and she gets kind of a word from the Lord, um, both for her and for me. And she shares this really, really simple picture that was, she felt like she saw the father standing between her and all of this emotional baggage that was killing her, all this emotional stuff that was negative thoughts and shame and things like that, stuff that I was dealing with as well, that was affecting her. And she felt like God was standing between her and all of that stuff. And then she said to me these very simple words, which was, Jesus came to put to death all of your sin. And self-condemnation is a sin. That is what it is. There's, there's no getting around it. Self-condemnation is rejecting what God has said about us and saying, no, God, I know better. I know that I'm still condemned. I know that I'm still worthless and broken and a failure when God is saying, you are redeemed. <laughs> I have healed you physically and emotionally with my own blood that I have shed. I have given you my own righteousness. I have brought you in to sit with me in heavenly places. And this is who you are. You're my beloved son. And we are rejecting everything that God is, has done for us, everything he said about us and saying deep inside of us that no, we are worthless. We are condemned. And there's all these things that we must do before we can have a healthy self-esteem, a healthy sense of who we are, a healthy identity. So when she said those words, I knew the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, saying that he was putting the self-condemnation, which is a sin in my heart, he was putting it to death. And in that moment, I literally felt a physical feeling in my heart where it just started to get lighter physically. And then I in my inner world, which is the only way I can describe it, I had this sense of all of a sudden where there was this dragon, right? This terrible beast. And this dragon's name was self-hatred. And I just knew that inside of me in that moment where I had this dragon in me of self-hatred, self-hostility, self-condemnation that had been destroying who I was and, and, and causing all this trouble in my life. And I just knew in that moment, it was like Jesus came in with a sword and just cut the dragon in half and killed it dead, completely slayed it. And I felt this crazy physical reaction that happened inside of me in that moment where not only did I feel that in my heart, but then I felt a change in my stomach, which was still hurting, which was still having those symptoms at the time. And it wasn't an instant relief, but I did feel this shift that happened and all of a sudden, both in the, the absolute joy of having that self-condemnation killed in my heart and that shift that I felt, I knew two things. I knew one, that I would never struggle the same way I've struggled with that shame and self-condemnation, but also I knew that I was physically healed. I just knew it. I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for for the last eight months. This was the moment that I knew the Holy Spirit was promising me, saying, when the emotional is taken care of, your physical body is going to recover. You won't even have to worry about it. So I'm sitting here at the end of November, two and a half months after that happened. And I can tell you that within a week, I was back to eating normal foods and I have 
haven't done any liquid diet. I haven't done any intermediate fasting. I am 100% back to eating all the normal foods that I was eating before without any of the symptoms, without any of the discomfort. And those symptoms have not come back. And I have no fear of them coming back because I know that it was being caused by the sin and the death of self-condemnation that was happening inside of me. And even better than the physical recovery is the amount of love that I've experienced in God's presence in the last couple of months just because there is no longer that self-condemnation, self-hatred, self-hostility keeping me captive and, and, and weighing down on me. Uh, but instead, there's God's truth inside of me telling me who I am, giving me an identity where I no longer have to go out and work really hard in order to try to earn an identity, but instead I'm just resting in, I'm God's son and he loves me. <laughs> and from this place, I can work, I can live, I can do anything that God is calling me to do because I know that my worth is not based in my performance and I know that in God's eyes, I'm a winner and he loves me before I even start, before I even get out of bed in the morning. God already thinks that I'm doing a great job, which is crazy, but that's how he feels about me. And I, that's how good parents feel about their kids. And, and that's how God feels about us. I just want to conclude this by saying that I underestimated the importance of what I was thinking about myself, what I was feeling about myself. My, just my view, my opinion about myself, just those, those almost unconscious thoughts and just kind of background noise that's happening inside of you, you know, that going throughout the day that might be saying things like, oh, you messed up again. Oh, you're so worthless. Oh, you know, you, you should feel badly for these things, for those things, or, or you're not where you should be. You're not good enough. You're not up to that, that par or feeling jealous of somebody else, which just again comes from a sense of inadequacy. I used to think that stuff wasn't a big deal and I would just kind of brush it off and be like, ah, no, I'm not gonna listen to that. I'm just go, go about my day. Um, but I now understand that that is not something that we can just simply brush off and ignore. It is actually a, a deep-seated stronghold that God wants to kill and rip out of us. It is sin, and he sees it as serious as any other sin that we could be engaging in, and he wants it completely removed out of our life. And again, that can only be done through repentance and through the blood of Jesus and through the work of the Holy Spirit um, unearthing these things and getting them out of our life. And sometimes that can be a lengthy and painful process like it was for me. I mean, eight months, I kid you not, eight months of regularly going before the Lord and, and dealing with this stuff and praying through this stuff and Him uncovering more and more things and, and thoughts about myself that I didn't even know were there. God owns you and He gets to determine your worth. He gets to say who you are and he gets to determine your identity. So as long as we're holding on to self-condemnation, as long as we are holding on to and entertaining shame and thinking, oh, it's not too big of a deal. It's just this small little area. What we're literally doing is, is throwing what God has given us back into his face and saying, God, I don't care what you say about me. I believe what I say about me more, right? And it is so important for our physical health, I have found, and, and even more so for our emotional and our spiritual health, that we allow God to unearth the shame, kill that dragon of self-hatred that might be living in our thoughts or living deep down in our heart and bring us to the place of freedom. And so that's my encouragement for you. And if you don't mind, I'm going to pray just really fast. God, I bless every person that's listening. And I thank you, Lord, for your incredible love to us, that while we were still sinners, you died for us that you made us 
your sons and your daughters, and you brought us into your family, Lord Jesus. You have paid a hefty price for us. So right now, God, I pray however you feel about us, however you think about us, whatever identity you originally created us to have and to be, I just right now release that over every person who is listening. And I tell the sin of shame and self-condemnation to get out that stronghold that's controlling anyone's life. I say to leave in the name of Jesus. I ask your Holy Spirit to come in and unearth what needs to be unearthed, to strip away what needs to be stripped away so that we would be left with your love, your acceptance. We would be left with your spirit that cries out, Abba, Father, that knows who we are so that we know who we really are. And I thank you, Jesus, for your freedom. I thank you again for your incredible love. Amen. Thanks for listening to Burn. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can check out more of my stuff at my website, holdingfireblog.com. I've got a blog. I've got a book. Uh, You can follow me on social media at Reese Black Holding Fire. That's a Facebook and Instagram. And you can find my book on Amazon. It's called Out of the Shadows, A Journey into the Kingdom of Light. And I'll see you back here for the next episode. Until then, don't forget to burn and God bless.